0: Alrighty whenever you're ready.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss.
0: Hey, Todd. How's it going, buddy?
1: Hey, Jeremy. That kills the me every time. The stars show. of our show.
0: <laughs> it's funny how that stood out to you, too. Right on. So, how's things going in your world?
1: Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Right on. You're better this week now that we can have a show.
0: Yeah. Like I, I wonder, well, last week, for some reason, no matter what I did, I couldn't get... Like I even went off of squadcast I went i I couldn't get any upload it's because the upload speed for some reason was like crippled to like point zero one or something, and then, yeah I, I don't know what happened this week some it changed the inputs that I was using, so it I don't know it, it said my inputs were something that didn't even exist so a couple clicks of the mouse we got it all fixed, but it's good. what have you been up to this week?
2: Past two I've actually weeks been even. doing some
1: studying um, on my Masonic stuff. Because uh, hopefully here soon I, I can. This week's been our Grand Lodge meeting, so uh, my mentor obviously been busy with some all that stuff. Uh, before, until I could get back on that, I've been studying the stuff I've already covered. That way you know, I can stay proficient at it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Right on. Had a little coffee incident, and I hate spilling coffee, particularly one that's brand new, twelve ounce (laughs) mug of piping hot Tim Hortons coffee, and Mm -hmm. uh, because I don't know, you spill twelve ounces of coffee, it suddenly turns into four gallons on the floor.
0: Yeah, that's true, eh? What?
1: (laughs) Ah, time and space. Ah. Yeah. And but this one spilled. Into my drawer on the table, next uh, to my seat. So no, I got that sucks. ruined. Um,
2: Darn it. Yeah.
1: And then hmm. let's see what else happened this week. Hmm. I know there's something out. Oh, it snowed. Really? Yeah, I sent you a picture.
0: When? Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. A couple was, of days ago. Just
1: flurry, flurry. It was, we had flurries. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, happened, that lasted all day. No, nothing stuck. It was just, you know, a flurry in the yeah. air. But it was snowing. Huh. And now it's uh, 70 degrees.
0: Oh, man, jealous.
1: Yeah, we might have tornadoes today, so.
0: Oh, good, not jealous. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah, I know we had, uh, yesterday was like, the warmest day we've had all year. It got to like eight degrees Celsius, and um, I went for a quick little motorcycle ride. So that's forty-six degrees Fahrenheit. But I think our high today is like thirty-three Fahrenheit. So we're still like most of the day today will still be below the freezing level. But and man, our snow is not melting that quick. Like like I'm looking at my window right now, and there's still about a foot of snow everywhere out here. <laughs> it's it's been a really, uh, usually by this time of year, I mean, it's, we've had some nice days and it looks mostly like spring, but it still looks like winter. It's so weird. But then we had this stupid, well, a couple of weeks ago, that time zone changed. Do you guys change time in Tennessee? Yeah. Oh, do you like it or hate it?
1: I, I wasn't around when they started it, but I will tell you that I don't see a need for it in 2023.
0: Exactly. You know, um, it messes with me so bad. And so was it was a two weeks ago. And today was the first day that I've woke up relatively early, like I'm talking six or before. And it wasn't hard. Like, when I'm used to it, like I can be like, okay, you know, what? I got a lot of stuff to do. I'm gonna get up at 430 this morning. And I could do that for a couple days in a row. And then usually I'm kind of like, okay, I need I need to sleep in a little bit like to eight o'clock or something. But man, I've had days when I've set my alarm for 530. And I just cannot wake up. And I, I don't know what it is. But it is such a doozy and it messes with me. But like now, we're like light out till like eight o'clock. And the stupid thing is that our government a couple was last two years ago, maybe they had an election about what to do with daylight saving time. And our options were to keep switching between daylight saving and standard time or move permanently to the daylight saving time and being permanently on standard time. Wasn't an option. I'm like, what the heck is this? You stupid idiots. You give us two dumb choices. You know what I mean? Like I I saw that and I thought just classic government, you know, bunch of stupid imbeciles. There's three things we could do here. But you only let us vote on two okay thanks you moron anyways but yeah so i'm not i'm not too crank like it's like eight o'clock and still light out here it's so weird
1: but so on your ballot there was um dumb and dumber they wanted trans time
2: <laughs> how <laughs> dare you
1: that's <laughs> yes, right
0: you can I identify as standard time. It's like, <laughs> oh my word. Yeah, oh, we I'm going
1: Our uh, sometime in the past, Tennessee's passed a law to kill daylight savings time. We we're one in several other states have done it as well, but you can't implement it until the federal law is has been repealed.
0: Oh, really?
2: Yeah,
0: hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I got a new tool. Um, so Steph makes these signs and they're, um, most of them are just boards, plain boards, but some of them they'll do, they're bigger and then we make a little wooden frame around them. And that has always been a hard part for me because you ever use those. So you got a little piece of like what we use as plywood, like finished, like sanded plywood costs a bloody fortune these days. And then I was Brad nailing like these boards to it uh, you know put some glue down and use a couple of brad nails to hold it while the glue dries and um man i would i had such a hard time with those nails coming out like kind of curving up or shooting out for either the bottom or the top with an 18 gauge brad nailer and I'm like there's got to be a better way and have you ever used a pin nailer oh yeah i've never and i was like there's got to be a better way. Like, I don't need this big of a thing. I, I've made some of these signs before where I just clamp them and glue them. And, it, it, you know, it blows my mind how strong wood glue is. Like, man, I, I had stuff where I just glued it and I'd pick it up and drop it and throw it and it wouldn't break. I'm like, okay, this is good. This is all I need. I just need the nails to hold it in place so I don't have to waste my time clamping so I can make a whole bunch of these at once, you know. And then I went and I bought a Milwaukee M12 cordless pin nailer. Dude, that thing is awesome! It is such a sweet little tool. Like, no air and air. I mean, I I've got a love hate relationship with air tools. I love air tools because they're they all work so good, except for drills. I hate I hate pneumatic drills, but um, you know I don't mind nailers because they just work, right? But you get this some of this new cordless stuff, man. It is oh, dude. So I got this thing, and um, as soon as I did the first sign, I'm like oh. Perfect. If they're small. They're only 23 gauge, so they're super tiny. And if if ever one of them does kind of end up coming out the bottom or the the back, I just take a little tiny, real thin side cutters and just snip it off because it's just almost like a little piece of piano wire or something, you know? But, yeah. um, um, oh, and yeah, I, when I was building I
1: furniture, a, some of the moldings around it, I got tired of them splitting. Found out about pen nailers, got a, uh pneumatic pen nailer, and never look back
0: yeah yeah i was I was on the Home Depot website they've got a little video like Milwaukee produced this video um but it shows guys like taking like um like crown molding and you know they cut it forty five forty five so they've got a ninety degree, and they'll just nail the two pieces to each other, and I'm like, seriously, like I know brad nails are pretty big, and I've always used brad nails for putting on trim and stuff like that. And I think he still might want to because pin nails are pretty thin, but for some of that intricate stuff, I'm like, oh man, that's phenomenal. I
1: mean, yeah, for the, some of the moldings I'm talking about are very tiny, intricate, like furniture molding. But, cause it, yeah, yeah, furniture.
0: yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, no, because all I'm really doing is I just want to hold these boards in place. And then I I tested some, and um, yeah, glued them. Pin, da- pin nailed them, and then I tried ripping it apart, and I, I can't with my hands. Like, with my bare hands, I can't pull it apart. So, I'm like, and then I threw it up in the air about five feet, let it come to the ground, didn't break. I thought, that's good enough. It's a picture, right? <laughs> like, generally, you're supposed to be a little careful with it.
1: So I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if it goes flying across the room, it'll be followed by a plate of spaghetti anyway. So
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: No, so I have loved it. Uh, my- yeah I, I I would stick with my pneumatic, and the only reason is particularly with snap on and Milwaukee, and this doesn't go for everybody I mean particularly not you and you know some of the people I watch on YouTube, some of the people I've known, and I have some Milwaukee and some snap on but some of these fanboys and girls. <laughs>
0: You're talking about me, so be careful. (laughs) No, no,
1: no, no, no. You'll know that I'm not talking about you. Some of these fan (laughs) people out there.
0: Fan persons. Fan pronouns.
1: (laughs) Talk about um, Milwaukee and Snap-on in such a manner, using words, and then you look at all their tools and they're pristine, not a grease smear, smudge, or a speck of dirt on them. So it makes yeah. you feel like, should you pick up a snap on wrench, and a Milwaukee tool at the same time, you would involuntarily grow a man bun.
2: <laughs> and it would
1: be in the top knot. And that's right. you would start using weird pronouns.
0: That's right. No, that's that's kind of true. Um, and you know, it's funny, like, I, so I've acquired a lot of tools over the last year tons and cordless stuff you know like cordless chainsaws cordless miter saws pin nailers grease guns like I had a friend over I had some friends over a couple of weeks ago and uh they're like i had to see the shop as we were out there and he said i don't i don't know if, he said i've been to home depots that have less milwaukee in it than this place it's kind of true like i I kind of feel bad because I'm like, oh, I should do videos about all this stuff. But then I'm like, okay, like I bought this grease gun and I, I greased a Bobcat once with it. What's my review going to be? Yes, it does what you think it would do. Now, at least once. Yeah, at least once. So if you'd like to grease something once, this is your tool, you know, and, and it's weird. There's some things like I bought that uh, Dewalt cordless pressure washer. And I think you could do a review on that being like, okay, what do, what can you expect from this thing? Because, you know, pressure washer, that, that requires a significant amount of power. That's why they're either gasoline or a 110 volt engine, right? And so this thing, what is it? Well, you know, I've come to find through using it in a pinch, you can wash a vehicle. And that's why I bought it. Because we get these spells where it'll be like minus 30 for like two weeks. And the car washes don't open. Like they just close. They won't won't let anybody in. But then you've got like a thick layer of road salt on it and that drives me nuts. So I'm like, you know what? I I can bring it into my shop. If I use my regular pressure washer, there's so much overspray that everything around is getting wet. And I thought if this thing had enough that it would just kind of, you know, wash a little bit better than a garden hose and not overspray, then I could wash inside the shop. And for that end it works perfect. Like I've washed vehicles several times and the walls are completely dry cuz it's not shooting that much water, but it's got more juice than just taking the garden hose, you know, and so if you did a review like that saying, Hey, this is kind of what you can expect. Like it's up to 550 PSI. What does that mean? Like, like, I don't know. You look at a pressure wash, it's 3000 PSI, 2000 PSI until you hold them and, and use them. You really don't understand the difference, you know, but I know. And I, it's funny. I did the video of, uh, my tool bag. And it's, it's doing pretty good, but the comment they get all the time is like, no grease or dirt on that thing. Sorry, <laughs> I gotta get advice from somewhere else. And I get it. Like, yes, it's totally clean. No, he doesn't understand that. Like I've been a journeyman millwright for 20 some years. I, 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 work on fixed things all the time, you know, but this is a brand new tool bag and. And so that's kind of a weird thing, right? The cred thing. It's like, if, if somebody says, oh, I don't think you really know, because if you look in my tool bag right now, they're all pretty much brand new tools. And by that, somebody could look and be like, yeah, this guy really doesn't know what he's talking about, but at the same time it's like, okay, when's the last time I've ever taken my vehicle to a mechanic? Well, in the last, in the last 10 years, the only time I did was to get my transfer case replaced and that's because I couldn't find a used one and I wasn't going to buy a brand new one from GM and try and install it myself and void the warranty, right? That's funny, but I get what you mean, you know, it's like, or, or these crafters, these DIY things, and I don't know, they don't, they don't seem like they're people that they're, it, I don't know. It's kind of like what you and I talk about, like with this whole maker movement, we've got away from like craftsmen and, and real tradesmen, you know what I mean? Like anyone can be a maker When when you get some, some girl who's like, Hey, I'm going to glue furniture together. And they also said, like, this massive following, millions of people. But it's like, how many years have you spent doing that stuff before the camera was on? That's That'd be an interesting question, you know? But, yeah, it's weird.
1: Yeah. You know, another thing that's been bothering me here lately, and it, it's going to be difficult to explain, but I will try it. You know, I watch a lot of maker YouTube and Instagram and stuff. And one, it's better than regular TV. And two, you know, I like to study people and things and learn. And maybe I'll run across something. That will be a good idea, right?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, there's one car guy, mechanic kind of dude i watch on youtube and i don't want to name names i just because who he is isn't really important it's what he's been um preaching and Mm. it has to do with like parasitic draws on vehicles Mm. and he's got got this idea stuck in his head and it reminds me of uh some people i've known in the past where they get an idea, a thought in their head, and they won't let it go. No matter how flawed it is, they think it's the best thing since sliced bread. Well, hmm. he believed he, you know, oh, you got to have a, a oscilloscope for everything. You got to have an oscilloscope for everything. Well, no, you don't. It depends on your level of education experience yada 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 right
2: mm-hmm.
1: well then he takes it a step farther because a viewer of his as an engineer created this tool and he sent it to him and now he thinks oh my god this is the best thing i can fix any electrical problem with this no you can't mm-hmm. no you can't and here's why it's a logger an electronic logger uh, um if you're running your oscilloscope, you know, four channels to figure out if your um, high speed or low speed network on your vehicle, isn't going to sleep, right. So you can figure out, okay, which network is it on now, which, um, module, and then which component of that module is staying awake, mm-hmm. killing your battery.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's like, well, this thing will, you know, it, it will electronically record a log of the, you know, network. And then, you know, uh, but that doesn't, it doesn't matter how long, okay. You already know something is staying on cause it's killing your battery, mm-hmm. right? Having a log of that draw doesn't in any way show you where it's coming from. Mm-hmm and how long it's going to stay on is dependent upon how many electrons are left in your battery yeah. and yeah. how large the draw is right and he's just on this thing the last, the last 10 videos at least eight have been on these parasitic draw kind of things hmm. and he's just like man this thing is great you know you can't do this without a oscilloscope or a logger then you go over to you know another channel um Eric O. from South Maine Auto, and he's doing a parasitic draw with, I don't know, a test light and a paper clip. Hmm. And it takes him 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. But, hmm. and I'm wondering, and again, it doesn't matter who this person is. It's, again, in this makery or social media movement we have, people that don't know as much as they want to know about a particular hobby what they want to be their hobby so they go to these yeah. people that look like professionals on the old YouTubes or TikToks or whatever and they learn from a bunch of flawed stuff and it mm-hmm. just it makes me want to bite something it really does yeah um yeah. Because you're going to frustrate these people. You're going to cause these people to either spend a lot of money they don't have and become so frustrated with a hobby they really wanted or profession they really wanted, they're going to drop it and go do something they don't want to do.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. And, you know, should you have the right to be an idiot on YouTube? Yes. But I wish you didn't. Yeah. In a way.
2: And yeah, and
0: I guess that's a thing. Like, as as a whole, you know, I I wonder if if say Western culture, anybody like I know a lot of people say oh, it's really neat that we've got this resurgent interest coming back uh, with blacksmithing and and these old arts and like leatherwork and traditional carpentry. And I agree with it, but then it's kind of like you're just saying like, what if? you're not actually learning it right. And what if like the overall competency is actually going down, you know, like you get some stupid hack and, and I, I don't know, I guess, I guess things change and, and I do think it's always kind of been like this. Like there've been certain times where the culture had really well fine crafted, long lasting things. And then there've been times, you know, like when it was all garbage. And even as a society, I mean, nobody has any handmade furniture anymore it's all ikea right and it's put together with a little allen wrench and some very very smartly designed fasteners but yeah i wonder with i don't know you used to be back in the day you know that the town had a blacksmith and he was probably fairly well qualified he could do everything that was required of him and he would have to do it properly because you know he fixes a wagon wheel and it doesn't last long well (laughs) the guy you just fixed it for who's his neighbor is going to come back and say, listen, you didn't do it right. And then if you wanted to be a blacksmith, you worked under that person, you did an apprenticeship and it never started like, and that's even why w- with the trades nowadays, there's an apprenticeship and it doesn't start like it does on YouTube, like YouTube in 20 minutes, you get to see how to make a knife. So you buy your steel and you can do the whole thing at once. There was a, a traditional apprenticeship has been like, oh, you're the apprentice. Here's a broom watch watch what goes on in this place watch the flow of work watch how you know the the sheet goods come in here it goes to there to there just see how the material flows around that's part of an apprenticeship this is how a shop should be set up that's part of an apprenticeship okay you're getting a little bit better now now you're going to be the one who's going to cut all the rough material to length boom 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 you get very very good at cutting stuff like I when I was doing my apprenticeship I had to do a whole bunch of machining of rollers and so like a you know, anywhere from a 24 inch to a 48 inch roller is basically six inch pipe. And I just had to face the surface of it. Well, I, I think sometimes we they'd cut up like 900 rollers and I would literally spend like two weeks straight doing a fully, like a powered cut on a lathe that was like nine feet long. Boring as can be, but I learned very well what a good chip looks like. I learned very well, you know, when you can tell if your carbide inserts getting a little bit low um learn very well how to manage chips because these cuts we would sometimes have it as a solid chip and when you were done this cut it looked like a crow's nest of like serrated metal and then once I got really good at that then okay now I can go to the next part the next part and so that's you know tra- the, the skills traditionally were passed down th- through that way with apprenticeships and now I think there's this misconception people are like, oh yeah, just watch YouTube and I'm good. No, the information is there and I I love that aspect of it, but I think people need to go back and say, okay, you know what? You need more reps, need more reps. Like what you and I were talking about before the show, because we don't want this on air, you know, people accepting mediocrity, you know, and I, I think that's kind of part of the flaw with this whole maker movement is like, yeah anybody could make something and make it kind of look half decent but are you really good at the craft are you good at what you do and i think very often not so much i don't know
1: back when i was well right when i hadn't been in maryland all that long so it was around 2006 or 7. i had an ikea wasn't as big a thing then as it is now but the mm-hmm. furniture style was you know, a thing we got the that crappy furniture. You're buying uh, Sam's Club, like Bauer furniture or whatever, and it's solder furniture, solder, okay, solder, yep. whatever. And uh, somebody I knew needed a a desk, a bookcase, a dresser, and a bed that they could use. Right, that wouldn't fall apart but that would break down kind of like Ikea furniture, solder furniture would break down because they were still in school, college, but they also had a job where they had to travel, but they were in a place for three months at a time for that mm-hmm. job. They'd go to a place, they'd be there three months. They'd go to a place, be there for three months. Then they'd go back to school, you know, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, do you have any suggestions? Because I need to move this stuff in my um, my Nissan. I'm like, yep. Pick out a style that you like from, you know, of this takedown furniture. He's like, yeah, but I don't want this particle board. Just trust me, please. Pick out a style, and then I will make you from good quality materials Furniture that does the exact same thing that that does, but when you put it together, every time it'll be like the first
2: time—rigid,
1: mm-hmm. sturdy, and won't let you down.
2: Or
1: mm-hmm. your money back. And he's like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> how much is it gonna cost me? Free? <laughs> ha ha! You just, just buy the materials. So mm-hmm. um, gave him a materials list, you know, cost estimate, and he gave me the money. I went and bought the stuff." Built all of it, finished it, as far as I know, he's still using it.
2: hmm, that's cool, yeah,
0: and you know like there's like there's nothing wrong with that stuff too, right but i I don't know it's it's just weird, like somebody else could have done that and and taken that same concept of making it, but done a really crappy job of it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean I've got an IKEA bookcase sitting right next to me, that bought it in Maryland, put it together in Maryland, stayed there for a decade, moved it here, um, and now I had it's got more brackets in it than uh, a bracket factory <laughs> it, just about just to hold it back together.
2: Huh.
1: After one That's move, fine.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That stuff can be pretty. Uh, Pretty janky at times,
1: and it's not even particle board. It's stupid, whatever pine they use or whiteboard, white wood, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, just crap.
2: Yeah.
0: So I was uh, experimenting with different types of wood this week, like when I we're making um, these signs. Like I want a, uh, uh, it's not super chunky, but for the frame, it's. I'd say probably like three quarters of an inch by inch and a half and then we mount it up so that it's you know proud of the the plywood bottom and you can't really it's hard to find the the size that dimension of just a square thing because nobody really uses that for anything right it's not big enough to be structural and it's not a common trim size so anyways I was going I was at this place called Windsor Plywood and it's just like a a really good wood shop like not a home depot kind of a thing like i mean you can buy whatever you want big huge slabs of stuff you can buy you know eight by ten solid chunks of oak just an an amazing store and they had some hemlock that was the size i needed well it was is almost the size if i ripped it right in half it was a perfect size so bought it ripped it in half and I didn't notice that the, um, the way the grain was oriented on this stuff and the way it was, it kind of had a slight curve and like, I'd made a bunch of signs with this pin nailer, everything's going perfect. And then I get this hemlock and I, it took less work to, to, cause before I'd make my own trim and I would like rip at the table saw, sometimes I'd run it through the joiner and then I'd plane it all to the same dimension. And I thought, man, I gotta get rid of some of these steps. Cause this is just taking time and. Anyways, I go to, to shoot the first nail in and the way that this, this grain curved and cause hemlock's fairly hard, right? Compared to pine. yeah, And, uh, it would, it would shoot the nails out the front and just like, boom, like and it affected the way it would start to put a curve into this little pin and it would come out and it was actually like, it looked like a hook was kind of coming through around, like you're sewing up a, a suture or something. And I was like, what the heck? And I didn't, I didn't put the two and two together because I'd stained the boards. And even I would be like going at an angle that, you know, the trajectory of the nail, it should actually come out the bottom side, shoot it in there, boom, it'd come out the top. I'm like, what the heck is going on, this thing? And then I was like pushing it in there and I was holding one piece and then I didn't notice where the grain was and it went bang, (laughs) went right into my thumb. And I'm like, this is absurd. Like I could not figure it out. And then I finally looked at the end of this board. I'm like, oh, look at this grain. This grain is like, is like a quarter of a circle. And I'm like this being hard enough, like slightly harder than pine. I'm pretty sure this is affecting it. So I took some of the stuff, the the trim without a part of a sign and just boom. And sure enough won't make it kept curving it. And I was like, ah, that's something I learned about wood, different species of wood, wood grain that I've never, ever encountered before. But, and man, you get one of those little pin nails in your finger, Um, you don't, like, I never felt it, really. I was like, huh, and I pulled it out. It didn't go that deep. Like, it didn't touch the bone or anything. Probably one an eighth of an inch, three sixteenths in there. But as soon as I pulled it out, I just put a little pressure on my thumb, and it was like a super soaker, man. It was a thick little stream of blood just went right across the table. It's a good thing it didn't land on any signs, but I was like, oh, man. And then it just bled profusely for 30 seconds and then stopped. Like, it was weird. Oh, you were out. Yeah. Bring the tanks. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's a lot to it. And that's, uh, you know, different types of wood and, and for different projects. It's, you know, I know my uncle Chip. Um He's a really good, he's been a woodworker his whole life. Started as a real passionate hobby shop class. He was a kid who was always bringing, you know, bread box for his mom and this and that. And, and I remember as a kid, I'd hear him talk about, oh, I got this wood and the grain's just, and I'm like, what is he talking about? It looks like wood to me, you know, but that's a thing that comes with experience. You learn it. And then like, I had the experience of even something as simple as putting a, you know, a farm farm framed picture I learned something about a certain type of wood that is helping me next time I go do something you know I ended up going again and finding another place that had it in pine and I don't have to worry about it but yeah you really can't uh YouTube doesn't replace experience you know when you're doing stuff
1: no I mean it doesn't and it's not just YouTube, I just say the internet, um, you know, like I, I cringe every time I hear somebody say, well, you know, I saw on the internet that, or the internet mm-hmm. said, blah. How do you know what's right?
2: Yeah. And then <laughs> I honestly, I swear
1: this is not a fabrication in any way. I met someone recently that said, after saying something that they found on the internet, and somebody was like, "Are you crazy?" Like, well, it wouldn't be on the internet if it wasn't true. They didn't, <laughs> they wouldn't allow that, would they? Yeah. Oh God, you need to be put down. Yeah. Ah. Uh, uh, uh,
0: it's funny. The fact checkers would never let this get through if it wasn't right.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, from you know. Eons ago, when people had the false impression that a newspaper wasn't allowed to print something if it wasn't true, or the people on the news couldn't say something unless it was true, and that's never been yeah. the case, but for some reason, it was a wives' tale out there. Now people think, oh, it can't be on the internet if it's not true. Are you yeah, crazy? You can't find anything on the internet? That is true. Yeah. Just about, you know. Mm-hmm. But,
0: that's funny
1: because i was looking up something just for fun that i know the answer to and it took me i don't know 40 minutes to find an actual source that had the real information mm. mm, Well, wow. oh yeah
0: that's crazy
1: well i even found a uh, an actual tier two university that is using information, a teaching source that was overturned about 40 years ago as being not true. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh my God, why? Yeah. Why did the dinosaurs lose and we win? We're stupid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep.
1: Oh, yeah, look at Windsor Plywood. That man, that place is awesome
0: yeah it's good and they've been around since i was a kid like i don't know when they were but that's a place i used to go to with my dad you know if he was building something man, you you want it they got it and the friend man i went in there uh, what day was it monday tuesday i forget but uh the friendliest people too you walk in there and it's like hey how are you doing today you need help with anything and just you know you walk into a place you can tell man everybody that's here right now is actually happy to be at work they're actually enjoying themselves it's it was just great i love experiences like that you, oddly enough we have uh so i've been to so many stores this week it's, it's ridiculous trying to get this stuff done but uh, our home depot the the one that's closest to me is the exact same way like i went there just once this week once last week and every time i go there i come back and i tell stuff it's like I can't believe how happy the people are then she's like I know like you walk in there and people it's like hey how are you doing it's like you're at a party or something it is so weird man every single employee is just like super excited to be there I'm like man this manager of this store is doing something right because you drive to the the next Home Depot that's like five minutes away it is not that vibe but but now they get my business because it's a nice it's so nice when you when you go to a place and the people are friendly and it's like you know what, you have to work for a living. You got no choice in that. So why not enjoy yourself? <laughs> Some people are like, I'm bitter that I have to work for a living and I want you to know about it. <laughs> it's like piss off, man. But
1: Yeah, I pray. I don't know. Um I I agree with you a hundred percent. Although I've never been in a Home Depot or a Lowe's where the people acted like they were happy to be there.
0: Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Even isn't if it?
1: you could get them to acknowledge you in any way. Um, yeah, I've even had somebody at a Lowe's tell me yeah I work in customer service but I'm not here to help you
0: <laughs> okay. that's right that's funny righty then that, that might be my title but I'm not doing it
1: <laughs> okay that's funny and the It's so funny because the manager of that store was told by the district manager for that area who was told by the regional manager. So region, to district, the store to the guy or gal who was working at customer service that when Mr. Fuss comes in, there's a check in my office for him. Just go get it and get handed to him. Mm -hmm. Make sure you see his ID. Oh, I'm not here to help you. No, wow. Well. No, no, literally, you were told to help me, not just your job description. <laughs> wow. Uh, so they're like, then they were denying it. No, 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 no. Nobody told me black, blah, blah, blah. Luckily for me, the store assistant manager also knew about this stuff, and he was running by on his way out of the store. He had already worked like three hours overtime and his wife was all mad in the parking lot and, uh, he was running by and he had seen me in this issue before. So he knew I was Mr. Russ. And he stopped and he's like, Hey, did you get your check. Nope. And let me tell you why, before the customer service person could get in a word, I said, no, but let me tell you why. Don't listen to them. Listen to me. And I told him what was said. And, uh, the glare they got from this assistant manager. And I think it was just the right amount of, he was frustrated that he had to spend another minute in that store on that day and that his wife was mad and that she was in the parking lot, Hmm. you know, and the screaming kid was in the car. Yeah. All these things just added up and I'm not sure that person had a job tomorrow, but, um, I also didn't feel bad about it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <clears throat> That's crazy.
1: I'm not in I'm not in this. Well, I don't want to complain because, you know, they need the job. Yeah, they need the job, and they should act like it. Yeah, like yeah. doing your job. Yeah. I don't expect everybody to give 150%. In fact, I don't expect anybody to give 150%. What I expect of you is whatever set of requirements I give you and train you to do, you know, whatever's in your um, job description, that's what I expect you to do. Mm -hmm. Just check all the boxes. If you go above and beyond that, awesome. Then we can talk about other things, Mm -hmm. you know, extra training, promotions, whatever. But if you're only doing what I paid you to do for your job, you're doing your job. And now they're yep, yep. after this COVID mess. People are these employers are like, well, you know. And I could, I had to listen the first time I heard this, I had to play it back to make sure I heard it. And now I've heard it, I bet you a dozen times since then from employers saying, "My employees are only doing what I pay them to do." <laughs> yeah, you know, I can't survive. Are you listening yeah. to yourself, you jackwagon? What? No, I I get what you're trying to say, but you're not saying that what you yeah. make, what you're doing is making yourself look like a jack wagon. Yeah. Because if you want your employees to stay longer and do more work, guess what you have to do? Pay them more. Mm-hmm. And you have to, unless there's salary.
0: <coughs> and Like in Canada, they were being paid to stay home <laughs> and do nothing. <laughs>
1: Some people here too, but you know, unless like when I the first time I worked for salary, holy crap, I found out what a mistake that is for a yes. seventeen year old.
2: yeah what? That, absolutely. want me to work two
1: extra hours and I don't get any more money? Screw that. I'm out.
0: Yep. Yeah, when I was on salary, I went uh I figured out I took all the I tracked my hours for a month and I figured out what I was making and I'm like this is bogus. <laughs> I was working for my dad at the time. And so I went back to him and said, listen, I don't want to work salary anymore. He goes, that's your only option. Like the, this people in the office, that's what they do. I said, well, these are the hours I'm working. This is how much I'm making. I'm making like, it was, it was about a third less than I made when I was on the shop floor, I'm like, why, why would I do this? My, my hours are longer. Like I have to be here before everybody else gets here and I have to be the last one to leave and I make less money. Sorry. This is simple math. This is simple math. And I don't love this job. Like I don't love office work. In fact, I, I don't really enjoy it that much. It was just funny. And I know that was my first realization is like, and then they're like, oh yeah, but we have bonuses, you know, office members get bonuses and, um, they, they weren't enough to make up a difference. (laughs) They were okay. But it's like, sorry. You know, five ten grand at Christmas time does not make up for all these hundreds of extra hours that I've been working.
1: Yeah, the the lower workers that think you make more money, and they're resentful. They don't understand. You know <clears throat> what you're going through, and then yeah. <clears throat> there's are there are benefits to working salary, and there's downfalls. And one of the biggest downfalls is, let's say you are making 30 bucks an hour, and then you go to salary, and and your salary number looks like it's more, right? Well, that's the most you'll ever make.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And if, instead of working 40 hours a week now, you find yourself working 60. You're not getting yep. paid for the extra 20. Yep. And I don't care what anybody says, but you accept that. And that's, I think, one of the reasons that um, independent contractor became so popular.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) You know, and like, I don't I honestly don't think I would ever work for salary again, unless I had fixed hours. Because it's it's really not fair, because it becomes a game of speculation and gray area. Like, okay, you know what? You have to be here from 9 o'clock till 5, Monday to Friday, and you get a one-hour lunch break. Okay, uh, those are the terms and conditions. I understand. This is your salary. Cool. Do you ever need me to stay past 5 o'clock? No, never. We shut the store off at 5, close it down, you're leaving. You know, five minutes after that, you're out of there. Cool. Sounds great to me. Um, But if there's ever some where it's like, oh, actually, you know what? We're super busy. Is there any chance you can come in on the on a Saturday? Yes, but I'm going to be an hourly employee at that point why like you know what i mean like uh, i don't know i think salaries work great if it's very and but honestly if 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 you're and the thing is if your employer requires you to stay extra or to work extra because it's a busy season there's nothing wrong with that but you need to be compensated because that's outside of the scope of your agreement and to say that oh you know what we're just gonna do unless it was like okay track your hours And we're going to pay you for every hour you work. There'll be $30 of bonus that you'll get. Okay, that could work, but it doesn't work like that, right? And it's always going to be a matter of like, did I was I fairly compensated for all the extra hours I put in this year with this like $10,000 bonus at Christmas time? I don't think so. (laughs) You know, like, man, it's just I, I honestly don't think I will ever work salary for anyone again. Unless it was that cut and dry nine to five and don't ever ask me to work extra. Not that I don't want to, but I want to. Here's the one thing I I won't ever do. I won't ever work for someone for free. I I won't. Now I'll volunteer for time that the causes I I think, I mean, I volunteer dozens of I probably volunteer 12 hours every single week of my life. And I don't have a problem with that. It's causes that I I agree with and and you should. But man, if I'm working for you, you're going to pay me. And if I work for one hour, you're going to pay me for one hour. If I work for 50 hours, you pay me for 50. If I work for 51, you're going to pay me for 51, not 50. Like, flat out, boom. Nobody gets my time that doesn't pay for it, you know? And that's the thing I do not like about salaries. It's just too gray. I like a cut and uh, dried.
1: I helped do some research and writing. And in fact, I drafted the final... uh, opinion on it the ruling and uh the judge just did some uh, legalese tweaking mm-hmm. and uh to make it sound like she wrote it because uh, she had some key phrases that she put in every single one of her opinions uh. that was her shtick and uh but it was a uh employment labor law issue and it was involving this very thing and in this particular case for this particular agency it became a rule about a year later it took that long for the because it's a government agency for the government to move along and uh, luckily i worked for that agency as well um and that had no bearing on why i was doing what i was doing because you know i believe in doing the right thing no matter what and i've done mm-hmm. the right thing and it hurt me but it was the right thing you know mm-hmm. but in this case what we did was the issue became the issue came up because a salary employee was required to work beyond their 40 hours actually beyond 80 hours cuz they get paid every two weeks so um and they're like well They only offered me comp time, and I don't want that. I have leave I can't use now. I want to get Mm -hmm. money, and it wasn't in the agency's rules to do that. And uh, we went back and said, okay, what was your initial employment paperwork? We don't really have contracts, but what we have is you get an offer letter with all of the details in it as far as how much you're going to make and what you're going to work and then you come on board and then you get a set of um it's a position description but it has all of the things that you can expect from us and all the things we expect from you and mm-hmm. if you don't do it this is what we're going to use against you right
2: mm-hmm.
1: and nothing on any of that will had to do with what if we require you to work longer <laughs> You know, so neither party had anything in on the on you know any kind of evidence about what to do in those cases. So we created it
2: mm-hmm.
1: in this legal decision, and what we did was your salary employee on all of your um, leave and earning statements, what we call a pay slip. It says how much you make. Per hour because we break your salary down into hours right Mm
2: -hmm.
1: all right if you are required to work overtime your 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 employer this agency can offer you your supervisor can offer you either comp time or overtime
2: Mm mm-hmm
1: and then, you, and then if you say, oh, comp time and it's approved, you work. If it's not approved, you don't. You know, mm-hmm. you say overtime and the agency doesn't have the budget, you don't work. You know, we, mm-hmm. we codified that you'll get paid or you'll get free overtime. I mean, leave comp time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were trying to protect the worker and the agency, too, a little bit. Um, but the worker because if it's not in it's not an agreement on either side, there's no agreement. Yeah. You know, and the agency being the government was trying to say, well, if there's nothing in writing, it's whatever we say it is. Mm. No. No. No, it isn't. Mm. So mm. and then the uh agency would get mad because they have a mission to accomplish. And, but they don't have a budget for overtime and nobody wants comp time. Mm-hmm. Well, I did the math at my pay scale. And I'm like, every time they said it, I would said, i work for comp time. i work for comp time. And people were like, why would you do that? You're not getting any money. No, I'm actually getting more money. What do you mean? Yeah, Cause, you, you Cause my comp time, if I take it right, I still get paid. It's like paid leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting paid at my regular rate, which at that time was $64 an hour. Moving on, right? But if I mm-hmm. did overtime, it was $64 an hour, but it was taxed as overtime. Mm-hmm. So instead of mm-hmm. 24%, it's 33% tax at that time. Yeah. You know, so I'm getting less money. Yeah. Screw that. I'll take the comp time. And here's the good thing about comp time. If you don't use it, they cash it out
2: oh, okay.
1: at
0: 24%. Oh, well.
1: So I'm working for overtime, but I don't get paid for it for six months or a year, whatever your the drop-dead date is for your particular agency, right? Mm-hmm. And for hours, you had to use comp time. In the same fiscal year that you earned it. But Hmm. it can be... Like, if you earned it in September, and the fiscal year ends in October, no, you can carry it over. Hmm. In reality, it was like 13 months you had to use it. And I just always let mine cash out.
2: Yeah. That's
1: cool. People have to think, you know. A little bit, a little bit. (laughs) And I, you know... When I worked for hourly wages way back when, and then again, um, more recently, it's not financially, um, advantageous to work overtime Mm -hmm. because it it would be now that I'm in a state that doesn't tax it like crazy, but Hmm. Oh, we want our economy moving, you know, hire more people, make them work longer hours, and we're going to tax them more for doing it. Yeah. Where's the incentive, you know, for smart yeah. people? There isn't one. Yeah. But now that I'm in Tennessee and there's no income tax. Except really?
2: for federal. Really? But. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah, Tennessee yeah, doesn't get... have a, a state income tax, but they make it up. They make up for it with their 9 and 10% sales tax.
2: Uh,
0: interesting. Although I kind of like that idea. Oh, I love it. Because, you know, the people who want to spend more money will end up paying more taxes. Cool. But yet, and, it allows people, <clears throat> like, you can work your butt off. If Say if you're really struggling as a family, work more hours, make more money, spend less. In theory, that system works for them, help get out of a bad spot whereas the you know the people that have more money to spend they're not worried like like you don't need to worry about them they've got all kinds of extra cash they can buy more stuff and and pay more taxes on it. kind of that's an interesting thing i never knew it worked like that there yeah
2: hmm.
1: and then if you're like a neighboring state if you're close to them they only have a let's say a, they have income tax and their sales tax is only three and a half percent you go drive over the border and buy hmm well, wait yeah. that doesn't work out for the state then does it <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah you know what's uh dumb is that like so <clears throat> canada they got um they they've imposed a luxury tax and it is massive i don't want to say the numbers that it is but it's a if you it's a vehicle over a certain value maybe it's like 50 or eighty thousand dollars, or any like boat Um, RV airplane, stuff like that. Um, let me just see. Uh, luxury tax 2022, what does this say? Okay. Yeah. Subject vehicles valued over a hundred thousand dollars will be taxed of 10% or 20% of the amount above the price threshold. So isn't that stupid? like September 1st, 2022, it came in. So if you buy, so if, if you're, if, if you've worked your life hard or even if you just won a lottery and you've got a lot of money and it's like, you know what, I'm going to buy myself a nice car. You know, I want a really nice little sports car. Uh, Yeah, it's $125,000. <laughs> 10% of that you got to pay in tax as a luxury tax. It's like that, who's that stupid girl who's known as a, thing and she, she wore that dress to that gala tax the rich it is like the tickets for this dinner were $10,000 and you're there so who wh- wh- what kind of a statement are you saying when you say tax the rich you idiot but I know it's, you know it's funny is that so my dad <clears throat> he's buying his airplane well he bought his Cessna and then he wanted a Cirrus and they're not cheap And uh, he found out that this tax was coming into place. He's like, Whoop, I better go get it now. So he went and and paid for it and and bought it. And they're like, no, you just have to put a deposit down. He goes, no, I want to pay it in full. And they said, well, you're still not going to get it until I don't know when it was delivered. And he said, nope, let's just get it done. Because he said, the reason is because if I wait and, you know, depends when it's finished, he doesn't know when for sure he'll get it. But there's a chance he might be paying like way more tax because this law was coming into place. But he would have been fine either way. But. It's just dumb, and then there's there's even more of them that they're talking about, like when you buy things like airplanes or like really excessively luxury things, their government's talking about taxing up to fifty percent of some of this stuff. It's disgusting Ugh.
2: yeah, I
0: hate government, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. It's so stupid, you just well, can't, I can't believe it.
1: I know some people get all pissed at me because they're not listening uh like they should when i say you know the rich should pay more in taxes dollar amount wise yeah because i want a flat tax so the more money you make the bigger the check you would write but it's still the same percentage
0: exactly that's that's the thing like i agree everyone should be and you know what it would it would balance itself out right like You know, the people that don't have the money, they're, they're scraping by, say it's a single mom and, and, you know, she doesn't have a great education. So she's working at, as a checkout at Walmart, you know, flat rate tax of like four or five, maybe up to 7%. That's, that's it. You know what, 4% and a responsible government would totally work. And it's like, okay, you know what, so she's making 10 bucks an hour, you know, she's going to take most of that home with her. And that's exactly how it should be. And then you got an executive who's making 10 million a year. You know, that's his salary. Good. He's going to take most of that home and the government's going to get a very small portion from this lady and a much bigger portion from this guy. But as long as they don't be a bunch of imbeciles, which I guess is impossible. You can't have government without mental retardation in there. But you know, that, that is enough money to sustain infrastructure to run a country as long as you don't yeah like, like the money that the Canadian government spends on stuff is just like this is this is bogus man just bogus the dumbest stuff in the world <laughs> My, I was so pissed last night we were coming back from church we were at to and so we take this one road out of out of Calgary and it's usually a dead road and it's Comes out right by our house and it's fantastic. Nice paved road. Most of the time I see one or two vehicles on it. And the whole time we've lived here, like it's been, I don't don't know, nine months. We've never had to wait for trains. And over the last two weeks, probably like a third of the time we have to wait for these trains and there's a big rail yard there. So we come out here and this train's going, I'm like, ah, crap. So it looked like it was leaving the yard and we're stopped at the light. There's one semi truck in front of us and it goes for about 10 minutes and then it starts slowing down i was like wait what no it stops and it stays stopped for three minutes and then it starts backing up again and i'm like are you freaking kidding me and so i think what they're doing is just kind of adjusting tracks in the yard but we had sat there for over half an hour and we couldn't see the end of it and i thought you know what this is stupid so me being frustrated a spirited driver, I I feel like, you know what, you forced me to speed. (laughs) I mean, the speed limit's 80. I don't care. I'm doing 120. And if a cop would have pulled me over to give me a ticket, I'd have punched him in the face. I'd have been like, we've got imbeciles that think this is a good idea. This is a good decision. There was probably a lineup of about 30 semi trucks behind us. These guys are all being paid money to move freight and you think it's a good idea for some reason to block down and there was three roads that were shut down here and it was like a traffic jam trying to get out of there we end up having to drive about an extra 15 minutes and it kind of brings us out almost at the same spot that train was still there And, and i mean it's not a super busy road but the the traffic blocked off and i'm just like this is what you call government this is what happens when when you get a bunch of idiots who are like yeah let's do this. Let's put a rail yard right here. And this is a recent railroad. It's not like it's got history, right? Like 20 years ago, this place wasn't here. These roads were all in place. I'm just like, ah, this is, I don't know. I just, I just find like, who, who's the city planner who said, this is a great idea. Let's do this. I approve. That person should not have a job. They shouldn't, they shouldn't be allowed to decide what they're going to, you know, eat for breakfast in the morning. I don't think they can do that very well. I don't know. I'm convinced that that if if you're born like an idiot, you're guaranteed to be in the government, like put that guy in right there. If you've got a little common sense. Oh, no, that's like toxic, toxic common sense in the government. They'd never have you. we have got to figure out stupid ways to spend people's money and then tax them even more because we spent too much of it too fast. Got me all riled up, Todd. I was doing good until we started talking about government. Aha, <laughs> I win. <laughs> That's right. It's not hard to do, is it? <laughs> Just see government. Oh. Yeah, there you go. You <laughs> could be at a party be like, you want to see Jeremy get really pissed off? I, like five bucks says I can get him pissed off in 30 seconds. <laughs> Walk up. The government of Canada. <laughs> Lose hey, it. You
1: hear the latest thing that... Uh, justine trudeau said
0: yeah oh yeah for sure get me all fired up
1: be like the old cartoons with steam coming out of your ears
0: exactly Ah. exactly (laughs) yeah for sure right on well maybe uh i should probably get back to work and then i probably don't want to keep going too long on a rant about the government got anything else you want to throw in here before i do before we leave
1: uh yeah sure if anybody wants uh anything good to listen to um other than this podcast you know this is the best thing to listen to
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: i suggest you go listen to metallica ah good
0: call
2: good call
1: you know just to be safe start with the black album and then Mm -hmm. move on from there
0: Mm -hmm. you know that's a you know what i'm glad you mentioned that because i think i might cue that one up as soon as i get out in the shop (laughs) especially the black album that's just such a great place you know you start right the very first song play them all through sequentially it's just a oh it's fantastic and it's one of those
1: i think it might be the best album to start to finish it sounds like it's one continuous piece of music Mm -hmm. yeah it just all flows yeah i don't know of another one like that yeah except um there's a Rush album that's like that, but a lot of people don't like Rush, but. Yeah, I'm one of those. And they're all communists, so.
0: <laughs> right on. Okay, since he gave a recommendation, I am I think I recommended him before, but Bikes and Beards, I like those guys.
1: And I've that's tried. I have tried so hard to watch them.
0: Oh, you don't like them, huh?
1: I like what they're doing. Yeah. I just. That's interesting. I see that's f- some of that's it makes funny. you want to it just makes you cringe that's funny i don't know Huh. I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about them at all i like what they're doing and i just i don't know i just that maybe it's me
0: yeah no it's a per- personal thing right it's like yeah, it doesn't doesn't uh resonate with you Not not your style for no reason, like I've I've got people like that, like different channels. People love them, and I'm like, I can't tell you what it is I don't like, but I just sorry, I'm not interested. But
1: no, that's why I don't. Uh, I don't recommend uh, comedians to anybody anymore. Um, oh yeah, any kind of humor, be. because I think I'm the only one with my sense of humor.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you are too. <laughs> right on. Well, thanks a lot, Todd. It's good doing this. Uh, with you again and uh glad I figured out what the problem was. I think that nah, who knows. But anyways, we got her done and, and I think it all went good. I think we had good connection and Yeah. Appreciate it, man.
1: No, no, no. It's all, all my pleasure. All mine.
0: And and thank you to our listeners too.
1: Yeah. Both of you share this That's thing, right. will you?
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> share it with your grandma. Right on All righty.
2: We will see you all next week.
1: Bye-bye.